Hello, listener. You're tuned into New Game Plus, the internet's 58th leading gaming podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And your co-host, Antonio. And this week, we kind of want to talk about the games that transitioned from 2D to 3D. The good and the bad. And there's a lot of bad out there. There's also a lot of good, too. Yeah, but again, there's a lot of bad. Very true. (laughs) You're right. You can't deny that. Yes. So why don't you kick this off, Antonio? What's the first game you kind of want to mention here? Dude, Super Mario 64. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know what? That is a prime example of like the N64 showing us how good 3D can be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no, like, yeah, go ahead. It, when I when I was a kid and like like I I did play a bunch of like original Super Mario like on the NES and stuff and it was just cool to do that. When I I still remember popping in the uh, the cartridge on my N64 that I got for Christmas and spending I think a good like hour or so just messing with like Mario's face in the title screen. Do you spend an hour messing around with that opening I, menu? I loved that. Like, I, obviously, my young mind couldn't really grasp the concepts of dimensions, but it was just a, wow, this is so cool. And then, like, you know, getting into like exploring the world and stuff in in 3D with like the whole paintings and and all that. It's it's definitely something, and it it felt so seamless that I didn't even really think about the fact that this was a 3D game now. Yeah, you know what? It was kind of a seamless transition because no one's going to argue that um, Mario has probably the best example of 2D platforming. No one's going to no one's going to fight us on that. I mean, some people might, but... Well, those people are wrong. Yeah. Just leave it there. <laughs> but when they went to 3D and how natural it felt at the time, um, you know... Because this was new, no one really did this before, and with a really weird controller. Let's be honest, the N sixty four controller was a really weirdly designed thing, but it worked for what it wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Using the C buttons as they uh, to move the cameras, it, and just the environment that they made, it, it, it had that same Mario charm, but in a polygon setting. Yeah, like you had your you had your Goombas, you had your Koopas, you had your Bomb Bombs. It felt like every other game. It it felt like a Mario game world, and and like like you said, like the charm was still there. You had the soundtrack that was still kind of like you know happy and peppy, and and just very Mario esque. And what's amazing about this game also is um, the controls. Mm-hmm. You know, Mario was very simple when it was 2D. Simply jump, grab an item, and move to the right. Yeah. Here assuming we have you, assuming you could grab. Assuming you could grab. Um, you know, in Super Mario World, you can grab, and in mm. three. But here you had um, different times of jump. You had the triple jump. You had the backflip. You had the, the long jump. You had the long jump. You had uh, the uh, grabbing a ledge, which mm. is something obviously that couldn't really be done in 2D, and it it worked. Hmm. And I think this is the one that proved to the world that games could make the transition to 3D because if a game like Mario failed, I think we'd be looking at a very different industry today. Yeah, like if if you couldn't make a basic platformer like that work, 
then we 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 would definitely be looking at a, a very different landscape. Hold on, I'm comparing something real quick. Mario 64 oh. came out in 1996 in America, and oh, a game that I want to compare it to. It came out in where is it? Ah. Oh, and Crash Bandicoot came out the same year. Okay. Did it? Yes, 1996 also. Wow. But it's amazing to see. Okay, so Crash came out in September 9th in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And Super Mario 64 came out September 29th. Okay. So so Crash came first. And I think Super Mario 64 uh, ate Crash's lunch. Yeah. Because it was clearly a superior 3D game. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Now, no disrespect on Crash. I no. I love no. myself some Crash. But in terms of like, like I remember playing Crash as a kid, and I got frustrated. I don't think I ever actually beat the game. And Crash was, was also very. It was a very linear game. It was basically going down a long corridor. Mm-hmm. Super Mario sixty four. Those were big worlds for you know, yeah. in sixty four. It w- it was still kind of linear, but it also like with the different objectives per painting and everything. It felt very open world. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess I'll go next with my next game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the game that I want to mention here is a good example of a transition from 2D to 3D. And this is probably fitting because this had a big, big uh, media showcase this past weekend as of recording. Oh, and that boy. is Final Fantasy VII. Fantasy Seven, Yeah. Where do I even begin with this game? I don't know, dude. The cutscenes, the, the music, the overworld, the characters. The environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, like, like, you know, again, by today's standards, yeah, the blocky, polygonal, swole arms of, of Cloud Strife are a little, a little dated. But back then, to be able to control an RPG in three dimensions and, uh, and to see that kind of plot, uh, you know, plot character development story, uh, along with like, you know, battle and combat in, in that kind of new perspective is especially with a, a series that up until this point, I believe was 2d. Yeah. Well, the or previous one was final what? fantasy six or three yeah. in the U S yeah. And that was, remember that's well i mean it was still sprites but it was still it used mode seven for you know for like those big especially that big opening cutscene for mm-hmm. for six mm-hmm. that's 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 the word i was looking for because i'm like i know there was a special thing i used but i think and this is kind of a bit of an interesting pick for me because it's not a traditional game that most people would think oh 3d they immediately think platformers but for me, this is an important game because every game wanted to be like Final Fantasy X ever since, including mm-hmm. every other Final Fantasy game. Yeah. But it just worked at the time. And yeah, it was a, it wasn't true 3D. It was basically isometric with a um, fixed camera. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can move the camera around, but I think it's 3D in terms of using 3D models. And, um, God, this 
the cut and also the cutscenes. Let's let's talk about the cutscenes for a bit because this is the first time, especially me as like a teenager, where like I was exposed to like big sprawling stories told through cutscenes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's true they have not aged very well, but not a lot of things from the time has. You gotta look with it at the time. It, you gotta look at it through the lens of when they came out. Yeah. And I, and I don't know. It's just like, to me, Final Fantasy VII is the game that became the standard bearer for how JRPGs was gonna move on until we kind of had that resurgence of like the retro style we have now. Mm-hmm. All right, what's your next game? Uh, okay, so I talked about Mario. I feel like we need to preface this. We need to kind of balance things out. Sonic. Now, we're going <laughs> to potentially start a fire here. Dude, what fucking category? games do suck. Thank you. Okay, we are on the right page here. <laughs> there is there is one that I... Okay, look. There is one that I will... I will give credit for. And what game is that? Sonic Adventure 2. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. I loved that. I played the shit out of that on the GameCube. Okay. I don't well, remember much we'll get to that. We'll get to but... that. But let's talk about the initial transition from when we're not we're not talking Sonic 3D because that was that was basically this 2D Sonic but on a different like viewpoint. Mhm. We're talking about Sonic Adventure 1 on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. And I will go out on a limb and say that game sucks. Dude, I've seen I've seen so many people stream the original Sonic Adventure and like even Sonic Adventure Two, and like I don't I don't know why it's always it's always like the the Eggman stage in space, and it's it's specifically the. The there's something about like, some, like where gravity shifts, right? Mm-hmm. In that particular like portion of the stage, almost everybody falls through the floor or falls through the wall or falls through like something and like. And, and why is just, that? Why is every, that? Just just it it took it's taken me so long right to realize that Sonic is a game where the character is known to go fast and, and speed and be a speed demon and everything. And speed running through the stages are great, but generally to the average player, you know, like to me, I've always tried to make Sonic go fast through stages as the characters want to do. Mm-hmm. But when you play Sonic, you actually, I for me, I feel like you're supposed to meant to, you're meant to play it as more of a slower, precise platformer because there's a lot of stuff that you tend to miss. At least, and this is just me going through like the 2D Sonic games, right? So, in and of itself, just in the 2D plane, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a dichotomy there. Mm-hmm. Now you bring that over to 3D, where now you no longer have to worry about just left and right. You do left and right and up and down. You know how do you how do you have the character? How do you have the player continuously? You know, want to go fast, but now you're hindered potentially by three whole dimensions. And a really crappy camera, and and yeah, and then when it, when when things do go fast, the camera can go kind of crazy. Multiple times, especially when you get to the scenes where clearly you can you can put down the controller and watch a thirty-second long video of Sonic running. Mm-hmm. And let's let me give an honorable or a dishonorable mention to a certain little cat. Oh, not 
not little, a big cat, and a stupid fucking frog. Froggy! Dude. Hmm. Okay, my life is defined, like, part of my life is defined by the fucking fishing segments. Don't, don't even. Like, I don't know know if you've watched the Game Grumps fucking playthrough of that and and their playthrough of Big the Cat's fishing sections. That was my fucking life. Like, I I got, I was mad as a kid doing that. And that doesn't is that's not very hard and that's not and that, that's hard to do. <laughs> like normally as a kid, like you can do like mundane stuff because you're just like, oh, I'm playing a video game. I, I'll I'll get it done. No, I was like, this is like stupid. What the fuck? And with Sonic Adventure, it set a precedent. It set a precedent, and with the exce- the debatable exception of Sonic Adventure Two, which I have my own problems with. Mm. Every Sonic 3D game is absolute dog shit and uh, okay. before you people come to me like oh but what about sonic generations you know what fart was fun with that game the 2d sections true generations is still one of my favorite and i know it's gonna get a, a it gets a weird rap but honestly my favorite 3d sonic game is uh is forces i love forces so much oh god why i know i know that's weird but like Maybe part of it is just being able to create your own character in the Sonic universe, and I'm like oh. kind of like, like blinded by that. But overall, though, I feel like after all of the iterations of 3D Sonic, they struck a decent balance with the 3D sections in in Forces, at least. Like it, it wasn't like 30 second long cutscenes, but it wasn't like such jank controls where it was like impossible but you knew it blew that all out of the water and just ate its lunch which the one? release of sonic mania which did gangbuster numbers because it was made by fans who liked the what original 2d sonic yes i still need to finish that game but oh so good the soundtrack the the controls the, the worlds, everything. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it outsold Sonic Forces by quite a bit and I was believe, more better received. I believe that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, honestly, like, Sonic just went... The, the idea of 3D Sonic just was thrown out the water the moment he kissed a human girl. Oh, God. Oh. I tried to avoid Sonic 06, man. I really did. We, but... gotta, we gotta confront that. It happened. It's a, it's a game... Why is that a game? <laughs> why, why did Eggman look so disturbing? Not even just that, just like the controls, the, the everything. Yeah, I, it's again, when your main facet of your game is speed, having a really crappy camera that constantly, constantly switches from the free camera to fixed camera mm-hmm. in the middle of like platforming just doesn't look good it doesn't feel good it's not an enjoyable experience mm-hmm. oh yeah and cue the hundred upon hundreds of like sonic defenses we're gonna get don't worry i'm gonna oh. them i'll be on my alt account <laughs> you'll be you're on your burner <laughs> i'll be on my burner your burner with your original sonic character dude don't don't make don't make fun of trifecta the hedgehog all right <laughs> nothing personal kid 
<laughs> I'm gonna look. You've heard of that, right? That that fucking you take your name and you and you like do like the hedgehog at the end of it, oh, and you I, see I, what your original yes, the character yes, is. I've seen it. It's yeah, not great. <laughs> anyway, man, I, I'm I trying to not to make this way. to a cringe culture, so. <laughs> Uh, I had to get those two out of the way. All right, what's, all right. what's next for you, man? All right, since we're talking about games that could not make or did a crappy transition to 3D, let's talk about the Castlevania series. Mm. I don't know, dude. Castlevania 64 has a, has a bit of a golden spot in my heart. Mm. Okay, yeah, so this is, the, this is the one that's going to be a little bit divisive here mm-hmm. because there were elements of Castlevania 64 and Legacy of, what was it, Legacy of Darkness? Mm-hmm. That worked, but it's As indicative, and it's 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 uh, Castlevania 3D has is indicative of the big problems when transitioning to 3D. Mm-hmm. Unlike unfamiliar way to transition the camera, you just gotta get that right when it comes to the 3D game. And for a lot of the sections, the camera was your biggest enemy. Mm-hmm. I I still think that that is actually. I think I think you're right. I feel like being able to handle that kind of like the perspective change specifically from 2D to 3D and then like right underneath that controls. Like those are like the top two things. Because like everything else is generally just gameplay, like gameplay elements or like story elements or or what have you. Mm-hmm. It it's all about can you still make your game feel like your old 2D game? with this new adjusted and variable perspective and you know can your controls uh keep up with that and perhaps i'm a little biased because um symphony of the night is one of my top favorite games of all time but when i compare that to say was it lords of shadow Mm. where they tried to become something they were not they tried to be turn castlevania into basically double may cry Mm. And it just fell flat. It felt lifeless. It. Some people liked it, but you can really tell where they got their influence from and what they were trying to imitate. Exactly. And that's and that's hard to even argue about because, from what I can tell, they they did fix the camera. It would work better, but it just felt so lifeless. And that is, I know it's ironic when we're talking about Castlevania. But it just felt so derivative. Mm-hmm. And again, I think I'm being unfair here because I'm not really talking about transition to 3D here because it's I'm more complaining about, about the game itself. Yeah, I'm pl- but... complaining about the game itself. So I think that's all I can really say on Castlevania. Mm-hmm. All right, what's your next game, Antonio? Uh, that would be... One minute. Just had it. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Ooh, boy, this is a fantastic game. Sorry. I, absolute, one of my absolute favorites of all time. I loved it. I, what's funny is I actually got introduced to the Metal Gear franchise because of Metal Gear Solid, not not just the original Metal Gear. Well, I think what's important about this game is what Kojima is trying to do, that idea of stealth, was only possible with a 3D setting. Mm-hmm. I think that was the I only mean, way that I could mean, be done. He tried. I mean, it's it it. They did still do stealth with the original Metal Gear, with like the footprints and, and stuff like that. But it takes on a. It becomes a whole new beast 
when you're in the third dimension now and you have all new things and and like it's not just with the third dimension but with other sorts of functionality with like you know sound and and baiting you know baiting enemies and and actually having to look at how looking at like vertical things like okay you can't just stand behind a wall if it's a chest high wall you have to crouch you know you have to crouch through some spots in order to get into you know ducks and stuff to hide away from enemies if you if you need to you know take cover up like you know blow the blow the lead off your trail stuff like that mm-hmm. and i also love how it utilized 3d to really kind of revolutionize how boss fights went mm-hmm. like the fight with a revolver ocelot comes to mind where in, you in had original uh, solid yes mm-hmm. um having to you know guess ricochets and figure out and it's, it's again this isn't a weird tra- choice here because this is also isometric 3d yeah it, we didn't really get a truly 3d metal gear until say two yeah and even then two had its isometric points definitely but the moments in three in Mary Solid one that were 3d were just a joy to explore Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm trying to come to my um, the fight with Sniper Wolf, for example. Yeah. Like the environment, the setting, the use of cameras, and again, I think, and the use of 3D uh, first person first person mode. Mm-hmm. Or with uh, or with Raven. Oh yeah, Raven was one of my favorite fights in that game. Mm-hmm. And then you know, not to not to mention about you know the the improvements that were made upon in two, three, four, and arguably five. Five had issues, but I did love it as a um, as a game. I absolutely. It's a story did. I had an issue with. I I feel like with five, I I have to kind of grade five on like a different kind of perspective, just because up until from one to four, you you know it's a very linear you know, very mission-based, this is what you're doing. Whereas 5 was kind of like the open-world flavor of that, and there's a lot more freedom, and, and it it feels like a different beast. And when you think about it that way, like, 5 is amazing. I loved the fact that you could go about a mission several different ways, and also that the AI would adapt to how you play. So you have to adjust your play style, otherwise you're going to, you know... People, if you constantly go for headshots, you know, people are going to start wearing helmets. If you start doing a lot of tranquilizing, people are going to start, you know, carrying. I think they like made an adjustment for like tranquilizers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, that's more of the gameplay than it, than than the actual like control and stuff at that point. Yeah. All right, so for my next game, this is another one of the big Nintendo 64 OGs, and we would be remiss if we didn't mention this one. Let's take it back to 1997 with the Ocarina of Time, The Legend uh, of Zelda. That was that was going to be my next one, man. <laughs> I feel like this one is kind of in both categories, both good and bad. Because you mentioned you are opening Pandora's box. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I apologize if we lose subscribers over this. But you were mentioning things about like, you know, camera controls and stuff kind of being kind of wonky. And 
you gotta admit, there are some parts in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time where the camera is indeed your worst enemy. It's That's true. Um, Z-targeting wasn't the best in certain situations. It was, it was an attempt, though, and they did refine that in future games. But, yeah, the original Z-targeting made, you know, it, it was an attempt. I, I'm, I'm, I'd rather that they had it and they didn't, because if they didn't have it, that game would be so much more annoying. So, I think the reason why I kind of give it a bit of a pass is because it felt like a natural transition. It, this wasn't jarring. This wasn't like, say, Castlevania with its transition to 3D. This felt like, okay, yeah, this is how Zelda would be in 3D. Mm. And and it, it very much did. Like, again, there is a bit of a separation between camera and controls. The controls were pretty damn good and, and pretty straightforward. You, got, you had your item buttons, just like in the original Zelda. You had your action button, you know, and, and you had your inventory and everything like that. It played like a Zelda. It's just that the 3D camera sometimes kind of worked against you with, you know, it kind of becoming fixated or trying to change its direction depending on where in the dungeon you were and where you were facing and what you were trying to do. So the controls in and of itself were great. The camera, sometimes a different story. But again, like with Super Mario 64, he had a... Um, translation of the world being so well represented in 3D. Uh, yes. Zelda, um, Kakariko Village, uh, the Lost Forest, Zelda's Castle, Castle, sorry, excuse me, mm -hmm. I cannot speak today. All looked amazing for like seven year old you as you're playing this game. Yeah, and you got to see, you know, Ganondorf, you know, the, the Gerudo King, whose design is was in Ocarina of Time was so striking that they brought back that particular design for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And it kind of became the basis for every future design of Ganondorf in every mm -hmm. game. Yeah. It's like, like when I think of Ganondorf, I know there's different iterations. I know there's like the kind of flatter nosed version with like the curlier hair from like Twilight Princess. Um, you had the big boy yeah, in like, Wind Waker. Yeah, you, you had the you had the big boy with the robe and I did love I do I do love me some Wind Waker Ganon. But when I think of Ganondorf specifically, I think of the pointy nose, the flaring hair, and like like Ganondorf. Legend of Zelda Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Okay. Yeah. That game is probably a a foot is a definitely a footnote in gaming's history in terms of like the transition from 2D to 3D. Absolutely. All right, what's next for you? Metroid Prime. Oh, okay. So I confession here, I never had the opportunity to play any of the Prime games, even though I want to. I haven't played them, but thanks to um, Awesome Games Done Quick or Summer Games Done Quick, I've got to see them play, being played. So is this an example of a of good transition or what 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 what's this on the list? A little bit uh, again, a little bit of both. I'm I'm very hesitant to put anything directly on one or the other. Hmm. I with have very one few that's exceptions. definitely on the bad. <laughs> yeah, with like with very few exceptions. I, I absolutely think Super Mario sixty four was good. Um but in general it, it's a little bit of both. Like again, uh, in terms of 
the Metroid Prime series retaining the feel of Metroid, I feel like that was done absolutely wonderfully. The, the new stuff that they added to it kind of hit and miss, but overall, it still it, it felt like your standard Metroidvania. You know, you were given kind of free roam to explore. You, you had power-ups that you could get and use, and you could use those in creative ways to explore more of the area. And eventually, you would use your power-ups, and then you would start to defeat bosses and unlock a little bit more of the, more of the things. Like, did the transition to 3D, did it make it more easier for the player to get lost rather than, in, let's say, Super Metroid, where you can easily find a way around? I honestly, I, I do kind of agree with that. I feel like the 3D kind of made things a little... Can, maybe this has stuff to do with like the actual design of, of Metroid Prime itself, like in terms of like mapping or structures. Um, but like sometimes it, it did kind of feel like if you didn't have the map or, or even if you did have the map, you, it was kind of easy to kind of get lost in the geometry. Yeah. And that, that's probably why a lot of people, a lot, wasn't Metroid Prime very divisive when it first came out? Yes. Because a lot of people were like, no, Metroid is supposed to be played in 2D. Metroid is a 2D game, not a 3D game. But, the, but it and, worked because it got three sequels and it's getting a new game. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was going to say, to the people who say like that, I'm, say, I'm saying Metroid Prime 4 is still happening, guys. But I also, I think what worked kind of in the works pile is the, the decision to make combat first person. Yes. Because at that point, you don't have to do anything more revolutionary because at that point, you're just, you're not, you're, it's less turning Metroid from 2D to 3D and more so making Metroid more of an FPS at that point. And that, I, I'm sure that was not a very popular decision at the time also. Very, very true. Some final thoughts on Metroid Prime. I uh, Overall, I still think it's a, a generally good game, not without its flaws, and I know, I know for a fact it's divisive. I really do. Um, but I think in, in in comparison from some of the other titles that we have mentioned and will mention, it's it's did a respectable job of transitioning. Well said. I was say, okay, I'm not going to beat around the bush. The next game I put on the bad transition, and this one kind of hurts me a lot because this game did hurt me as a kid. And this is Donkey Kong 64. Oh. Now, this is hard to say because Rare at the time could have almost did no wrong with Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie. Fantastic games. And Donkey Kong Country's 1 and 2 and 3 are some of the best games on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So, when it came to, oh, it's getting the Zelda Mario treatment, Donkey Kong? Cool. And it's so big that it requires a RAM expansion that had to be brought with each game rather than get sued mm-hmm. that should have been my first sign that something was amiss so this one is a tough one to explain because it's rare so there is a degree of like polish to it 
but I had I never had a quicker no wait no not even quick it was a very gradual like oh boy I'm excited about this game too by the time I got to the end like I just want this game to end I hate this game how many more fucking bananas do I have to collect how mm. many collectibles are in this goddamn game but you know what though that was that was a big title back then like collect like collectathons was the name of the game being able like like pe like we I don't want to say developers like hid playtime behind collectibles, but like that was the name of the game. Was you wanted to collect all the big things, and and you can even argue Super Mario sixty four was the exact same way with its stars. It's true, but you only had one character you control. Imagine having to collect all those stars five different times with five different characters. True. Yeah. And you can only use certain abilities with certain characters. I mean, Super Mario 64 for the DS kind of did that a little bit. I don't yeah, think it did. By that time, it was it was polished. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why I just didn't have a good time with Donkey Kong 64 is... Uh, I'm trying to explain myself here. This is really hard. When I was playing the game, I one camera controls... That's where that's a tried and true criticism of 3D games. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel good to pl- uh, like having to, you know, ch- uh, move the camera around multiple times, especially when during underwater parts, mm. and they're trying to collect stuff underwater because it's the depth of uh, f- depth of view or depth perception didn't really work that well in 3D. I don't know what it was about it, but it just you thought you were gonna get the coin and you miss it every time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my issue with it is I think Rare was way too ambitious with this game. I think they got this reputation that they had they were this collectathon developer, and so hey, let's have a countless amount of collectibles for this game, and it, it just it was just very tedious. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what else to say about this game. I'm trying to rack my brain about why I didn't like this game and just like nothing comes to mind maybe, that hasn't maybe collectathons weren't your thing maybe they're just not your playstyle no because I love Banjo and I love Banjo Tooley okay I think but just, also, but there's, a, there's a certain but, amount of like time is being to me like the, this amount of time I wasted yeah and and arguably like like you said with banjo like just like with mario with banjo with banjo kazooie and banjo tooie you're controlling one character and you only have to worry about one character yeah so this one's tough because i'll be on looking back on it being completely objective gameplay wise mechanics wise i think it was actually okay Uh, can't Mm -hmm. aside from a few camera controls it's just game design wise i have a lot of issues with it Mm. You feel like they padded a little too much playtime by making you essentially play this, the same game four or five times. Thank you. You nailed it on the head. Mm-hmm. And I want to stop talking about Donkey Kong 64 now. <laughs> no worries, man. <laughs> There's no a reason worries. why it went back when it came back on the, on the Wii. It was just 2D with a 3D like models. Because mm-hmm. it works. Don't fix what ain't broken. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, that's it for my games. Do so you have any more? Because I have, I, I have another topic we can transition to after this. I do have one more and a little extra bonus after this. So. Sure, let's go for it. Um, 
so my last game, a lot of a lot of people nowadays, or at least a lot of the, the younger generation, might not realize this. Grand Theft Auto started as a 2D Whoa, game. Oh yes. How could I forget about the original Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. The first Grand Theft Auto to make a 3D transition was Grand Theft Auto 3 for the PlayStation 2. Holy crap. Yeah. That is an important game. And I what's funny? I didn't know about this because my first Grand Theft Auto was three. And I I remember looking up as a kid, why is it three? What about the first two? And I, I realized those were top down. Those were top down games. And I'm like, oh, wow. Wow, I don't want to play that. I, I, I'd much rather play, th- yeah, exactly. That was my exact thought was like, I'd much rather play this 3D one. So this to me, this definitely goes in the good category. Nothing that I'm saying is anything wrong with the top-down, you know, GTA 1 and 2, but I feel like there's just this extra bit of immersiveness in being able to control, like, a 3D camera and being able to see the entire world around you. You can see how tall skyscrapers are, or, you know, you can you can see all of the dead bodies that you've killed or run over in the street. You can look you at know. the cars and see all the stuff you yeah <laughs> to get your money back for certain acts. Yep. Man, don't beat around the bush. You know we're talking about running we're... over hookers. <laughs> man, look, man. <laughs> look, we're talking about Grand Theft Auto. Okay? Oh my god, if you're a Twitch audience going to hear you. Now. We are we are talking about Grand Theft Auto. I ain't going to beat around the bush. We all did that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wholesome Streamer himself. Like, oh, we're talking about <laughs> running over hookers. Dude. <laughs> fucking t- <laughs> take me out of context. It's oh, like, yeah. Just, just, take, just take me out of context. Yeah, man, we've all run over hookers. KL <laughs> Trifecta 2019. Oh, my Cancel God. Cancel KL Trifecta. Oh, <laughs> Trending on <God>. Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, like I mean, yeah. I was, I was a young kid in high school. Like... And, and yeah, I was playing the game while being under the age of the audience. Ooh. Oh. But, like, I knew that I was be doing illegal things. Like, I, I knew not to fucking don't do that shit. I mean, but it was, it was you also. You could tell the difference between video game reality. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's, but it still felt kind of cool because, like, Grand Theft Auto still had a bit of a story. Like, with Grand Theft Auto 3, you were originally left for dead by like your your partner in crime slash girlfriend like you were she shot you and then like she left and like your entire plot is getting in with other like different crime families to get more information to find her and get revenge mm-hmm. you know and i think what made this game such a touchstone game is because it was huge yeah and not just that there was so much to do like it went from top-down sandbox to three-dimensional sandbox with so many different things. You had side missions. Uh, you know, you had like I-, I remember spending so much time doing like the ambulance missions and the taxi missions. You know, um, you had the mini games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the different mini games, and and like since three, they've just expounded on that. You know. Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto 4, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto 5. You know, and the fact, like, Grand Theft Auto 5 came out when? Can you, can you look it up for me? 2013. 2013. 
2013. There's people that are still playing and like doing role playing events and content being made for that game now. Yeah, I only recently got approved to join an RP server. Mm -hmm. And the fact that and the fact that, that and the GTA 5 community has such a tight knit community that you need to get approved for a role playing server shocks me to this like today. I remember having like close knit role playing communities back in like Gaia Online. Sorry to like shift the shift the focus just slightly, but yeah. Like like it's it's having that sort of community in a game that was just originally just a free for all, shoot 'em up, be a criminal or whatever you want, is really impressive. And it's just fun, you know. Grand Theft Auto, yeah. Grand Theft Auto was just a fun game and like I've been meaning to get it because but there's just been so much on my plate for like other games but it's like sometimes we just want to take a rocket launcher to a car you know yeah sometimes you just want to hire a hooker and then as soon as you're done run her over and take your money back yeah sometimes you just want to get a quick little refund <laughs> <laughs> all right uh what's your little bonus you want to mention uh, it's a virtual boy game <laughs> Oh god! And uh, I didn't, I didn't realize this got a 3D iteration until I looked it up today. What is it? Tetris. Oh no! 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 Oh. Yeah. Okay. First off, it was on the Virtual Boy, so there's that. My <laughs> eyes are already hurting at the thought. <laughs> and then second off, like just what the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's not, the proper like, response. Like I. I love Tetris. Like you saw me, I played Tetris Effect like a couple days ago. I I was in love with it. I I love just your standard top down 2D or I guess side view Tetris. You just go. It's super zen, super chill, easy to pick up. You know, easy to learn, hard to master sort of thing. You put that shit into a 3D space and no longer like it, you no longer have to make lines. You have to make planes. Oh God! I'm, That's my head is just I can't. I can. I cannot. I absolutely refuse. Maybe that's me being all small brain, whatever. But no, that's too much. I don't. I don't. That's too much thinky think. God, Combined L blocks with, would be like the death of me in that game. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh God! Uh, I don't even want to. I don't want to think about playing that game. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Let me. I'm. I'm actually gonna link you to the, the Wikipedia article, just so you can see what I'm seeing. Okay. <laughs> it's oh. it's an experience. <laughs> Open the link now and, oh yeah, I'm looking at that screenshot. Yeah. No, thank you. Oh, <laughs> look at like on the side view. You, okay, I'm describing yeah, the, so, I'm so, describing so, yeah. it. I'm trying to describe it as best as I can here. You're seeing on the sides of the game, you're seeing views from different angles also yeah so 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 on the shit. on the right you have yes. a five boxes stacked one on top of another with essentially certain boxes filled in right like as if it was like a tetris thing each one of those boxes is a plane so like the the bottom plane uh you can see on the shape that's what that looks like the the next plane up is the three the three bars in a, in a straight line and the next plane up on top of that is three bars in the horizontal line. So having to keep track of that, along with all of your like next squares that are apparently there, no, no. 
Absolutely not. <laughs> like no. I, I, I know some, I know some Tetris fans. I'm pretty sure even they would be like, no. So there's your, there's your little bonus. If you guys, if to to just give that a shot, just 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 wants a good old glass of nope for for their yeah. Wednesday if you want to get like, if you want to induce yourself some anxiety, look up a playthrough of Tetris 3D. Mm-hmm. Or 3D for the Tetris, virtual whatever boy. it is. Yeah, for the for virtual boy. If you just want to have a good old dose of like torture, look mm-hmm. that up. <laughs> so what was the other uh, what was the other topic that you had? Uh, what there? are some games that would make a good demake like 3d games that would be great to go back to like a 2d style demake demake and this could be a topic all by itself now that i think about it oh man oh like i'm i'm now like mentally thinking like should we actually tease that for next week's episode i don't know dude i i think we could at least list a couple like, let's let's try mean, listening a couple because uh, this, I, yeah. I, I would, I mean, I would say Sonic, but I mean, Sonic Mania exists. There you go. I personally would love to see a Red Dead remake that is both like an act. Think the action of like say Sunset Riders, but with the world like the farm building of Harvest Moon. Oh, that would be fun. Right? Not I'm thinking now, about it. And that would be fun. Like you're you're John Marston, and you gotta you know your shootouts or play like uh, Sunset Riders, all arcadey style. But there's a huge moment where you're like, okay, I gotta maintain the farm, I gotta have profit, I gotta grow the crops, and it's all Harvest Moon style. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something I would love love to see. I think it would I think it would actually work. I think it would. That'd be like the next top streaming game to me. Mm-hmm. What about you? Anything that comes to mind? Uh, I'm looking at my current game titles right now. Actually, uh, imagine the Yakuza series that like turns back turns into. <laughs> I was actually, actually, I mean, you joke. We are getting the turn-based Yakuza. It may not be a, a graphical remake, but I mean, it is a complete genre shift. But imagine a classic the, '90s beat 'em up Yakuza game. Yeah, with multiple characters, and it's oh god, with like that's multiplayer. Oh my god, that'd be so cool! You just walk around Kamurocho, and you could have like you know like, and not, and not even have like a choose your own character. Have it like like player one is Kiryu, player two is Majima, player three is like Ryuji, and like player four is uh, Akiyama. Like Akiyama, you know something like and that. Special oh. unlock characters would be Talk and fucking Ichiban. Yeah. Oh my god. I, after we talk, I wanted to talk to you about my random idea I had during when I was going through the credits of uh, Judgments. Mm-hmm. But also, like, like again, like I was saying, with Yakuza Seven becoming uh, turn-based, the fact that it's turn-based and with what they're what they're planning for it, I could see them. I could see someone doing like a an eight-bit or a sixteen-bit sprite like remake of that game, and potentially keeping everything relatively intact. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, you know, more of that's to, to come when that eventually comes out. But at least my, my hopes are if they're going to go that route, that something like that would be possible. Mm. Or, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, what we can dream about. Yeah. Um, 
that's all that really comes to mind for now. I think we can we can revisit this topic very easily in, in future episodes. Absolutely. But we want to hear from you. What are some games that you felt had a great transition to 3D or ones that you feel like didn't, didn't do so hot? Let us know by sending an email to ngpluspodcast at gmail.com. That's ngpluspodcast at gmail.com. Antonio, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AKL Trifecta, as well as Twitter and Facebook, also AKL Trifecta. And you can find me on twitch.tv slash the Perpetual Player One, on Twitter as Perpetual Player, and on Instagram and Facebook as the Perpetual Player One. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching, or <sighs> watching, listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next time, but until then, go out there, do some amazing things. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Take care.